0: You're listening to the Squad Games Podcast. Giacomo here, and today we have a bonus episode brought to you by Glass Half Dead. He recently interviewed me on his podcast, Vantage Point, and we wanted to bring that interview to you. This was recorded before LVO, so some of the information will be dated, but we will be talking about KTO and what you can expect from us there. Now please enjoy this bonus episode.
1: Hello everybody, it is Glass Half Dead here, and today in episode 29 of Vantage Point, I am joined by one half of Squad Games, I'm going to take a stab at it, Giacomo. That's correct. Is it? Wow, I really yes. had to stop and think, That wasn't. I wasn't putting that on at all, <laughs> I was like, say the, the jaw, say jaw, okay, yeah. Uh, Hello Giacomo, how's it going, how are you? I'm doing well. It's cold here in
0: California. Early morning. Uh, we are at eight, eight thirty where I am. Uh,
1: so, uh, I'm going to have to ask. How, what's the actual temperature there?
0: Uh, I believe right now we are at forty-six degrees, which isn't Ooh. that cold. But for a Californian, that's cold.
1: Uh do you know what that is in centigrade? Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no I don't, I'm bad at <laughs> Because I'm going to be honest with you, I have no <laughs> idea. what... Let's find out. We're going to get educational here. 46 Absolutely. Fahrenheit in to Celsius 7. Nice. Nice. That's not too bad. That's how, that's what England was last week. This week, if you can't tell by me wearing this huge thing all the time, we've, we've been like minus 4 the entire week. I've been livid. Oh, wait. What would that be? We're going to find out what that means in Celsius. okay, <laughs> Or Fahrenheit. We're going to do it. Okay. Uh, so it's minus four, wow, this is good, this is good uh it's an
0: educational podcast now,
1: exactly, exactly. We're bridging the divide uh in whatever this is I' gotta stop um so it's okay twenty four Fahrenheit oh, that's cold, okay that, yeah I agree we don't we don't usually reach that no, but that that's not that crazy, like you know Canada and stuff they get you know like. Minus four, yeah. yeah. It's probably fine. Anyway, it's been very cold. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, you you mentioned um, temperature and and it got me, clearly. Um, Anyway, (laughs) for those of you unaware, myself and you are going to be shoutcasting uh, at the Kill Team Open. Uh, For those unaware, shoutcasting is just the guys on stream that talk over the top of the game. Uh, I think technically, there shoutcasting is just like a generic term I, I think you then normally get like the technical present uh, presenter and the colour presenter um, and like so the colour means you're, you're just you don't have to know that much you're just the funny guy that like says oh and like keeps things interesting while the technical guy is supposed to be like oh you know and they have like a real in-depth knowledge but it all kind of comes from like Le- League of Legends and stuff you know so, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Um, and so we're going to be doing that, and uh, we haven't interacted before. That's I our first interact, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I've, I've you know spoken to and uh, hung out with Dakota before, who is your other half on Squad Games, the podcast. Um, but I thought, hey, we're gonna be having an intense uh, two day sesh soon uh let's, so let so let's find out who you are uh hopefully my audience knows who i am but you know we'll see um so i thought we yeah i want to know who you are what your vibe is and just uh hopefully also put that across to my audience so firstly who are you well oh, yeah.
0: as you know my name is giacomo i am a originally a warhammer 40k player i started doing that when i was 13 And then I kept staying in the realm of tabletop gaming picked up on card games, but I'm mainly now stuck to tabletop games as it's, I feel like intrinsically, I feel better about building and painting things. And I started picking up Kill Team when Dakota brought it up because he was Mm. one of my friends in college and he said, we should be playing this game. And so then years later, now we're doing this podcast and we're running events for squad games. We do that mostly in California. We'd like to move up the rest of the West side Mm. of the United States, but you know start small in my ambitions, and we'll move up from there.
1: Sure. Okay, so you kind of began with board games, moved to 40k because you felt like that was a good excuse to spend more money on a hobby, I guess?
0: Uh, As much as a 13-year-old can spend on
1: money, yes. <laughs> yeah, fair point. At the fair time. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then you became sensible in your older age and said, let's play Kill Team, not 40k. That's right. Yeah, as um, much as I, much I... As
0: they still love 40k, you know.
1: Well... Yeah, let's talk about that then. So, I had a quick stalk of your Instagram. You also post things like Marvel Crisis Protocol, um, Sigma, Age of Sigma, and of course still 40k stuff. That's all hobby, and I know that, you know, hobbyists like to dabble, but what do you actually play?
0: So, funny that you mentioned it. I have been playing a lot more Marvel Crisis Protocol since the group of friends I'm more connected with right now are playing that game so i decided it is a game i like it is an ip i like though it's a good idea to go ahead and move into that i'm still playing kill team and i played a little bit of age of sigmar but i don't have as much time to play it now because like 40k it's a big game
1: sure yeah i um mcp is huge at the moment or at least i feel it is i could be wrong because i've never looked into like you know you know there's the like kill team stats and, and BCP, and we can find out exactly how many games are being played. Right. I don't know if that exists for MCP. I don't know if there's, like, one tournament a month, or if there's thousands, and it's even bigger than 40K. Like, I genuinely don't know. The only interaction I have with MCP is I see Kill Team players playing that instead of Kill Team. Uh, and that's like, damn, it must be massive then. Do you... <laughs> do you is it big or... Like, is it actually a big game? Or is it just surprisingly niche and steals from kill team what do you think
0: what what i've noticed is most kill team players that i've come into contact with tend to have the game and only ever really mention it because i'll I'll, let's say i'll have my models for kill team i'll also have my marvel models in the same bin because they all fit small amount of stuff And they'll go, oh, I own those models as well, but I've never played the game and I want to. It's one of those, it's not really advertised out here. I see a lot more in other states when I'm on Facebook groups. Oh, okay. But we haven't seen anything really in California yet. And I'd I'd like to do that eventually too.
1: That's weird because um, it's made by Atomic Games and they're just up in Seattle. So I would have assumed that. Yeah. No, okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, I Uh, want to
0: say Legion's going to be sort of big right now, and then Shatterpoint will probably be big when that comes out.
1: Yes, yes. Well, obviously Legion's already been around, and I assume if it's going to be big, it it is now. I, but yeah, Shatterpoint. I've got to say, I'm okay if MCP does nothing for me. I don't like the Marvel IP. Um, That's totally just yeah, yeah, yeah. But M C no uh, Shatterpoint. That could really excite me. I've got to be honest. I mean, I assume it's basically just going to be MCP, but with Star Wars and Jedis.
0: Probably a lot of yeah. the same... The same things. DNA.
1: Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. So that could be super cool. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll dip my toes in. Uh, but you're also doing Age of Sigmar. Again, is that just hobby or do you actually play? I have soulblight gravelords
0: and Mm. the army is in the gray right now it has not been worked on but i love vampires that's what i wanted to do when i played warhammer fantasy so when it came back to age of sigmar i was
1: all on board nice yeah so one of my big things is that i hate hobby that's not true i hate painting hobby i love (laughs) um and, one, and so, like, building, like, right now, I have this little, you know, I've got some stuff here I'm building. Um, I've just done some uh, Drukari Phobos proxy things behind me, et cetera, et cetera. And one of my things is also vampires. To me, it's crazy that Fant- Warhammer Fantasy got rid of vampires, right? And then the only thing that came back was, like, skeletons, okay? Mm-hmm it's not it's not vampires and then and all the time i'm like because i always like my my interest to interconnect like i'd really quite like vampires in space 40k vampires which faction would it be what do you think if you had to do like a big conversion of like right i'm going vampires in space which faction do you think that should be
0: Oh my goodness! I think it would have to be a tie between either guardsmen or space marines, and I, I tend to lean okay. towards guardsmen more because you can say that humans have a blood illness, just like if we're going Bram Stroker, you Okay. you know. So all these other there's the HQ choices are yeah. your vampires, are your vampires, yeah. And then and then your guardsmen are their uh, when they're bitten, you know, they're their underlings and okay. not as powerful. And so that I could see that.
1: Interesting. I hadn't considered Imperial Guard before, but you're right. Like you know, the, Lord, the new Lord Leonatus or whatever. Yeah, just literally swap the model out with one of the um, Sigmar Vampire Didn't models. It? He can he can keep the yeah. same um, the same horse, and like uh, that's uh that's a vampire right there. Hadn't yeah. considered that. And of course, what they're doing like mechanically is that they have like an aura of orders they give out that can easily just be you know. Will of the Overlord, or whatever. Not bad. Not bad. I've got to say, when I've thought about it, I kind of came down to a conclusion of either Blood Angels, because they're literally vampires in space. So you don't have to do much thinking there, right? <laughs> um, I mean, Mephiston, the new sculpt, literally a vampire. Absolutely. Uh, it's like, yeah, sweet, let's do that. Just give everybody cloaks. There you go. Um, or Drakari. Um, because, mm. you know, elves in in some interpretations of elves, they are essentially vampires, you know? Like, they're very evil, look down on humanity, except which is elves. Um, and they really have the spiky stuff. And it's like, maybe... yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of their armor is similar to the Drakari armor. It is. The it design is. philosophy. Yeah, I yeah. no, completely agree. Anyway, a little, little star track there. Um, uh, but now that we're talking about 40k... Do you actually play 40k at all anymore?
0: We're just getting back into it. One of my friends had a real issue with playing competitively because he's sure. not a big competitive player. He likes narrative more, but yeah. I have a lot of other friends who are very competitive. That's pretty much what they do when they travel to events like Las Vegas. Right. So he's getting back into it slowly. He's starting boarding action with 500 points, and we've been playing some narrative mm-hmm. games instead of any of the competitive stuff. So that way okay. he can really immerse himself again. Because he did lug 40k. That was his first game. Interesting. And, uh, I still play with him when I can.
1: Okay. So uh I have yet to play boarding actions. I was super excited for it. Because this here, that's the book. That's the boarding actions book. Oh! Right. So I have it. I have it. And um I was super excited for it. But then Christmas. New Year's, and I was sick for a week. Like, it, I was just taken out. Um, and then by the time I had recovered, I lost all interest because it had been out for a week by then. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. I'd rather play guilty. Kill- if I'm going <laughs> to set up two boards, I'd actually rather just play guilty um, of, of, you know, gala dark stuff. So I've just missed it. and It's a real shame because I've read through all the rules, and I think it it's not – well, maybe I'm wrong – But my view, and if you've played it, please correct me, but it's not narrative 40k, it's beginner's 40k. That's my take. Thoughts? That
0: is a very good take because of the limits that you're allowed. So I can't bring tanks and other vehicles. I have to sort of start with troops. And when you're buying the combat patrol boxes, now they're calling them boarding action boxes. Yes. You're going to mostly have troops, so this is baby's first step. And I think this is a better direction, because when you bought, like, let's say the Space Marine Combat Patrol with the Impulsor, you might not use that. You're really not sure, sure. how to get the most out of it, and uh, you like the little models more first. So this is a better direction for them. Because <clears throat> Dakota and I would always wanted to play Combat Patrol, but no one really wanted to do it, because what are you going to do with it, you know? You have the guy yeah. with the biggest vehicle wins so that is true this is this is more of a balanced way to start it and then i'm sure gw wants you to then start playing 2000 points
1: i'm sure yeah uh and i'm sure because we know we've got like three maybe four more books i'm Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if they're ever going to add vehicles but i'm sure they're going to add other things um who knows uh But yeah, for me, it's interesting that you said, oh, there are no vehicles. And I think that's probably a more practical way to look at it in terms of, I'm on the board, I'm playing 500 points, who's going to win this game? And you're like, the guy with the vehicles. Um, But for me, it was much more a case of, as I read through, I was like, oh, great. I don't have to memorize 37 stratagems, there's three. I don't have to memorize, oh, you know, pick between 24 different Warlord traits it's three I'm like yes because certainly when I'm playing and this is exactly the same in kill teams so clearly it's just a me problem but if I'm not using everything I should be using then I feel like I'm not really playing the game yet so I've played a bunch of 40k in in ninth edition and I just never felt like I was playing the game as it should you know so
0: I totally agree because with the amount of stratagem since you mentioned that it- Ooh. There usually are around like 30 plus stratagems, and I find myself using eight sure. for my whole army. Because sure. the, they sort of do it to support other units that have existed in the range, yeah. but you might not be using them at all anymore. So it's just kind of wasted paper. And yeah. I'm really hoping they move to digital formats for that.
1: That's not, you know. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck. With that. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, so a lot of people mention the digital format thing a lot, but they did that in eight. They stopped it in 9th. In 8th, you could buy a PDF of every, of every codex. And then they just said, ah, that doesn't work. And so they swapped to the digital codes. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, they tried it. Yeah. Everybody seems it to forget that they it tried it. And out. yeah. So good luck with that uh, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, <clears throat> so we kind of dabbled, dabbled around a bit there. But when it comes to Kill Team specifically now, mm-hmm. kind of um, how much do you actually play?
0: I started First Edition right after, I think it was Shadow War Armageddon had come out. And we were playing that. And only to find that two armies were very dominant, um, Grey Knights nice. and Harlequins. Nice. And then Kill Team came out. We bought the starter book. We had a lot of fun. We played it. We played into Elites. We played into HQs. And again, with Dakota Self, because he was very active in our town to yeah. keep people to play and meet up on Sundays. And that was a lot of fun. But it played more like 8th edition 40k in a small scale. So once we moved to 2nd edition Kill Team, and we started right off the bat with Orcs and Vet Guard, it was a completely new system. The tokens themselves, just having like those orders, made everything feel different, right. which is good. Um, and so I've been picking up since then and looking at each army when I can, try to familiarize myself with all the factions. So when I was playing at tournaments, I knew what I was up against. And now, since I do this tournament circuit with Dakota, I still like to stay up to date in case there's questions, or if someone is unsure of how this operates, so I can help them.
1: Okay. But so you've kind of taken a step back from the game itself, and you're now more an organizer. Is that the case?
0: Yeah, I play more casually with a few friends, but they don't play as competitively, so we're really taking whatever kind of lists and saying, good luck.
1: Well, um... From what I've seen, I think that is generally what happens. The people that want to... The people that have the motivation to organise an event kind of put all of their hobby output into organising the event, you know. Um, And those that want to stomp facing the tournament, it's like, well, they're probably not the same people that are going to run events for whatever reason. So, yeah, inevitably, odd as it sounds, uh, the people that run the tournament... Probably not the players, you know? So <laughs> I, I think you've taken the same the same tack that most people do there. Um Certainly, I, I ran one tournament over here. And for the build-up to that tournament, I basically stopped playing the game for three months. Because uh, I, I was like, well, I don't, I don't have time for that. I, I, you know, I need to make a pack. I need to test terrain, etc. So fair enough. Um, which I was going to lead on to... um another question based on that but actually it kind of doesn't make sense now because often i was going to say how often do you play and you'd say (laughs) whatever once a week something like that and then i was gonna say so how do you keep yourself interested in kill team when you can't actually play the game but of course your answer is almost the other way around you're like well when i'm not playing the game i'm that's when i'm doing my actual hobby um and playing the game is almost time away from doing the thing I was supposed to be doing, which is organizing the event. Um yep. so anyway, moving on from that let's talk about squad games. So what is squad games?
0: Well squad games is yeah. myself and Dakota Lester and Saya Lester. Uh Sayo Yan. Yep. I always get it I always get it wrong. Um it's a group of us three and our many people who support us. And we run tournaments all in California. We are Hosting LVO and running LVO with our stream, we're gonna have that set up, that's cool. and that's that's what we are. We decided one day that we like the game so much, but we don't really have a consistent play time for for people who really want to get into it and sure. do events. So we thought we can run that, we can make that happen. And then I decided we should have a podcast because I like talking about it, and we have all this knowledge. We may as well, right? Let's yeah. Do something about it.
1: Okay, and that's how Squad Games was formed. Cool. Would you? So obviously, I think most people probably know you as the podcast because yes. that you know that's international. You don't have to be within California to take part in the podcast. Um, so, but for those that don't know, can you just tell us a little bit about the podcast itself?
0: Absolutely. We are a tabletop gaming podcast with at the moment a focus on kill team. We have already dabbled into a few other things, but we mainly like to talk about things that we're running at our events. And right now we're running kill team events, so we are pretty much sticking to that and we like to interview people who are in the community who are top players or creators or some sort of influencers. And it's good to get their opinions because we definitely don't know everything. In fact Mm. we definitely made some mistakes before and I like to correct them whenever I can. Okay. And so that's what I really enjoy about the
1: podcast. Interesting. I personally never make mistakes. Uh, so I can't really vibe with you on that side, but understandable, understandable. Um, cool. Uh, so then you've got the podcast, but actually, maybe lesser known, I don't know, um, or at least harder to access because it's a geographical thing. You're also tournament runners. What? What? Tell me more about that.
0: So yeah, a lot of the tournament organizing is usually done through Dakota, who does the calls into the places to find events. Okay. And my job is more of when we're at there, setting up, getting everything to be on time and running. Okay. So he he's doing a lot more of the, the I guess, the calling work. I don't really know what to call that. No, no. And I'm no. doing more of the physical setups. Okay. Fair enough. And the podcast helps us promote yeah. the events that we're running, which is sure. really nice.
1: Nice. Uh and I know that uh so obviously the first time I really interacted with Dakota was LVO I'm gonna say twenty nineteen, I think. Four years okay. ago. Jesus. Let's not let not dwell on that. Um <laughs> so I still I still think twenty nineteen is one year ago. It's not. Uh we had a whole right, pandemic since then. Um so and of course I kind of knew him primarily then as a guy that was just about to start setting up his own terrain, like company, and mm-hmm. he he hadn't started it yet. Then, but now he is right. Like he's is he doing all of the terrain, every board for LVO?
0: Yes, we have set up. I think we're we have to make fifty boards, and we've we've hit a good mark of them. We're going to work on more of them probably today and this weekend. Okay, we will get them done. So Mm -hmm. yeah, he has designed all of his boards from Lester's Workshop, where you can go check them out. And the way he designs tables, so when people are playing, is to best optimize both sides so that not one can be too overpowering, but there is always a slight advantage when there's a takeaway. So maybe this side has advantage, this one doesn't. And that's what his train sort of is trying to do, is to find the most balance so that you're not too worried when you're playing a game. I could, I don't know if that really makes sense. It's the best way to describe these terrain pieces. I like them because you get a whole set, and when yeah. you're setting them up, when I've done like GW setups, I always feel like I'm missing some parts, and I don't okay. have like these small barricades, or I'm missing a piece of blocking line of sight. So he provides all of those parts. Okay. So when you're playing, it feels pretty complete and not too oversaturated.
1: Okay. Fair enough. And it's also so it's MDF, uh, and mm-hmm. it's unpainted MDF when when you get it uh, and then you just slot it all together and boom you've got yourself a table right like standard yep. MDF that's how MDF terrain works obviously yep. um, awesome uh, yeah if I'm honest so I think I've seen his so I haven't seen his new stuff in person um, I've only seen it um, like one picture but it was like from directly above so it's like mm-hmm. it's not really showing me too much of the of the terrain itself but I think it, uh, yeah, it's, it's not like you get a box. It's, it's fully cool-looking, Chownath-terrain-style stuff, isn't it?
0: Yeah, he has a few varieties, one that's more militaristic, one that's more sure. cathedral, one chaos, and one uh, it's more xenos Necron style Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome. Um, okay, and I suppose we then have to talk about Elvio itself. Uh, so, LVO yeah. uh, is... So, you guys are running it, um, on. I assume, on behalf of or just at the event for, by Frontline Gaming, which is LVO Las Vegas Open, which is... In the in the last edition of Kill Team, LVO was the big event. It managed to get the most number of players. Um, it was very uh, well-regarded, I, I think. Then, Pandemic, let's ignore that. This year it seems like because I, lvo did happen last year, and it wasn't the um there weren't that many players it seemed like the states were still recovering from the from the pandemic uh, and you guys as a as a nation were struggling to get people to tournaments to play in general so again let's just forget that let's talk about twenty twenty three uh you've it seems like you kind of released your tickets in waves this year. And you sold out like instantly. Uh, every time you release more tickets, and now obviously no more tickets because it's only it's next weekend. Um, now it's is it exactly a hundred tickets?
0: Yes, I believe they started us off with sixty-five, then to eighty, okay. then to hundred. Okay, because we kept growing and there was people who still wanted it, and so they figured let's get as many as we probably can.
1: Probably can, yeah. But a hundred tickets sold now. Mm-hmm.
0: So That's that is currently good. The, the biggest one in the United States as yes. of right now.
1: Yes. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, hundred players seems like a, a a very respectable size. I think we can all agree. Um, I know Absolutely. that some people look at these things and think about like ITC points and super majors and stuff. I don't. I don't so much care about that. Aspects of things, but it's a draw for some. um What do you think is going to be like? You know, so pure speculation. Which which faction do you think is going to be the winner? Or oh, sorry, top top three. Top, top three. three? Yeah, because you know, Geller- like Pog? yeah, okay. Yeah, Geller-
0: I, I believe Gellerpox is Gellerpox. Geller Geller- I always pronounce it with the gel instead of gel, but it yeah, is Gellerpox. Yeah, it is. Yes. Gif and Gif here. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Gellerpox. <laughs> yeah. Um Gellerpox for sure. Then I would I want to say Blooded are gonna be a secret a secret winner. Okay. And then of course Tao.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah, what what makes you put Blooded in there? Or is that just your controversial hidden pick?
0: When I first reviewed Blooded, I thought to myself people are going to play this like vet guard with spiky bits. Okay. And that's what they were doing in the beginning. But I always thought their main attraction is going to be those blood tokens that they can receive and close combat. So once someone figures out that they're not quite a shooting army, they're a close combat army that's supported by a few men with guns in the back, they're going to figure it out. And they're going to be able to score a lot of their... Secondaries, they're going to get a lot of the primaries because they have the numbers that Vet guard has. Mm. And they have a little bit of uniqueness because you can take the Ogryn and the Commissar for certain matchups where, if not, you can flood the board when it's against elites. In fact, I think they're going to do really well against elites. Usually six bodies versus, uh, I want to say it was 12, 14 extras. That's pretty strong. I struggle with that. So Ooh, that's nice. why I think they're going to they're going to do really well. They have a good toolkit.
1: Okay. Yeah, ha have been on such an interesting ride because when they came out, I think, well, no, 100%, everybody said they were the worst specting. Everybody said, these guys suck. They haven't received any buffs since then. Nothing has changed for the blooded. They didn't get buffs. They didn't get nerfs, for sure. But then c- certain people, I mean, obviously, uh, within the online space, the, the big champion of them has been Chris Bocky and since he i suppose since he kind of said hey look these can be played well it does seem like he kind of said actually guys you you can win with these everybody else said oh can you and they went and they i don't know if they do exactly what he does or if they just you know like things just happened to work at the same time as he discovered things um it seems like they seem to be doing pretty well which is so shocking to me because I've played them twice and I did not like them at all. Um, (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Very, very strange. I I would love to be able to know how Blooded got good, you know? Um, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like, was it one person saying, and then disseminating his tips and everybody essentially plays the same way as, as that, or, it was just a timing thing and everybody needed time i don't know I don't know but yeah bloody seem to be doing very well at the moment
0: i expect them to be in the top three top that are navy breachers they're yeah. they have a they have similar toolkit where they have a lot of things going for them
1: yes everybody does seem to be on the navy breacher bandwagon at the moment uh for multiple reasons yeah that's fair um, okay in in a similar vein in that case but not competitively at LVO oh sorry uh, before we move on from LVO what's the, what's the actual format like um is it just everybody plays eight, eight rounds or you're doing like a, a day split and so actually LVO will be two tournaments or what's that, what's happening
0: so we we have the we have the challenger pods which are the first day on friday And those are smaller pods where people can get in, you know, you maybe don't have the whole time to play the weekend. Yeah, and you don't have the whole time to play the weekend. And you play in your little pod, you win those pods, and you move to, you know, a different pod where you're winning there. And, well, that's how those pods go. Pretty, pretty simple. Then the main days, Saturday and Sunday, that's the championships. Those are the ones where we'll have, I believe it's three rounds per day. And there'll be different maps between rounds, you know. You'll have your breaks, so that's going to be probably the one that's more exhausting because you'll be moving around so much. I don't, I don't know. Maybe kill team players aren't used to moving as much as forty k players. Where when I <laughs> did that, you'd be oh my goodness. Okay, table of a thousand is way. Yeah, you're you gotta walk. Go yeah, find it. <laughs> yeah. So, so that'll be a little exhausting, but we have the space for it, and uh, I'm excited to try those out.
1: Awesome. Yeah, uh, Luster quickly says in, in chat, 20-man uh, pods, not 8-man pods.
0: Oh, 20-man yeah, Okay, so I yeah, did have
1: it a little off. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, and then, yeah, okay, awesome. I don't know, I, I'm excited. Unfortunately, I won't be there. I had to make a decision between LVO or KTO, and then due to certain other factors uh, in life, uh, KTO ended up being the, the, the better one for me. Um, but next year, who knows? That's all I'm saying. Who knows? Um, so awesome. <laughs> I would much rather go to Vegas <laughs> than Baltimore. And I will say that every every, every time. Yes, for sure. Um, but yeah, next year, I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if I'm at Vegas for Elbia. Um So awesome. Well, okay. Uh, moving on. From, or is there anything else you want to kind of say specifically about squad games or LVO before before I jump off from it
0: I'll mention it at the yeah. end as well but the yeah. stream, we will be hosting the stream so that you can view cool. top tables and we're going to have Chris Harris and Saya Johan uh, as our shoutcasters Awesome! who are going to be walking us through those top table games
1: excellent, no I definitely look forward to that um, it's next weekend you'll be streaming the mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday and Sunday then? I believe so. Excellent. Uh, On Twitch or Twitch and YouTube? On Twitch. Or... Okay, nice. Uh,
0: It's going to be on Twitch. That's what we're going to be doing primarily. Okay. We have Facebook set up as well, but Twitch is going to be our primary. Sure. And that is going to be at, um. Uh, if I'm remembering right, it should be at Luster's Workshop. I'll have to get that for you. 100%. I assume
1: TV forward slash Luster's Workshop.
0: That is correct. There we there go. I yeah, knew yeah, I sure. could say it right at some point. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you did it for me, perfect. Sorry. <laughs>
1: excellent no i love it that's great no yeah yeah uh yeah one one thing so i know that it's such a niche thing people want like people would want but i really do wish there were more streams of kill team like uh, yeah i think it's fun i mean even i don't sit down and watch the entire day because you know i have to have an entire day free I'll, i'll drop in and out right but, like, it's quite fun to be able to just jump into a stream with maybe, I don't know, 100, 100 people tops in reality and, like, only four of them talking and just see, like, oh, yeah, this is the community. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's quite fun. And I don't think we really have enough of that. So I'm definitely excited.
0: Yeah, def- definitely not for Kill Team, for 40k. Yeah, oh,
1: I, wa- I would like to see it for Kill who Team. Who cares about 40k? I would love to see it for Kill yeah. Team. Right? No, I'm, talking, I'm talking about Kill Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I know I'd love to see more of that for sure. Uh, okay, well, moving on from that, then. Um, back to you personally, or or if you if you don't want you personally, you, it could be your your take. Although you kind of gave that generically for Kate Elvio. Uh, but um, what are your favorite factions? I
0: love commandos. I love mm-hmm. intercession. I love Phobos, and I love corsairs. Okay, those are my those are my four favorites. And the reason is is commandos have this aesthetic that I really enjoy. And they have this fun toolkit that I, I didn't want to just do Vetguard guard because it's what I probably would have gravitated towards. I tend to do human. And I thought doing Xenos would be an exciting change. And I've always played Space Marines. So naturally, I already had those models built. Yep. Besides a specialist. Yeah, I'd buy some specialists. Yeah, but everything yeah. else was built. And what, they have, have to different build the play Dabbing styles.
1: Space Marine for Phobos? Oh,
0: man, that would be great. I don't think I have all those parts. <laughs> oh, no. And okay. maybe someday. Well, I, I like their different play styles. With Intercession, you can be a little more aggressive and not really have to worry. You can make some mistakes mm. and be fine. With Commandos, you're a little more sneaky, and you're using a lot of those rule sets to get you into combat and stay alive. But, again, you're like a glass cannon. You know, You get shot a few times, you're gone. Yeah. And Corsairs, their ability to move so much is very important in Kill Team because you want to be able to get to the board. Um, they play really well on in Into Dark with their ability sure. to just auto-pick up, which is really nice. nice. And the Phobos just have cool gadgets. I like gadgets, spy gadgets and things like that. That's fun for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've, I'm here making my own little um, drakari models. They're all Incubi models, but then um, given i'm going to be proxying them as phobos just because I, I don't know man, Dr- dracari pretty pretty cool pretty hyped on dracari i guess yeah. uh yeah helping yeah. with the previews that they showed us is that what we get next well so yes i mean that's exactly what inspired this so obvious so uh, oh, you know yeah. these were all on 32 mil bases so they are phobos obviously but it mm-hmm. was seeing that w- whatever it was on warcom dracaria next i'm like yes uh so that just then in spot I wanted to play Drukari and but we don't have the team yet so I was like All right incubi scourge cabalite warrior conversion phobos instead I guess and <laughs> and I just bought a, oh. uh oh some Hesperex. Oh, and I'm going to um I've gone crazy Yakima, I've gone crazy um I've I've also bought two boxes of helions and I'm going to do he- Helion conversion void dancers. So move, move, right, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna have the largest void dancers. Everybody will be able to get uh, uh, visibility on, on no that. problems. <laughs> and I'd be like, Domino field. <laughs> uh, oh and, yeah, and there you pray. go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's let's just hope. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. So we'll see. Um okay. Fair enough. Do you have a worst faction? Mm. Specialist. Not compendium.
0: Oh, okay. For specialist, not compendium. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. gonna change it. Um You know, I wasn't too this is kind of a controversial take. I wasn't oh, okay. too sold on Casserkins. And I Ooh. thought I thought they were gonna be a lot better at first. And I probably still have to play around just because there's there's not a lot of people to own it. I think I know two people who own it, and I haven't okay. got to try it myself. So I think, at least I thought that their ability to increase your hit was cool. Um, from what I've seen so far with just a few players i played with. Mm-hmm. Not really. And yeah. I thought that was going to be better. Because the, the, the easy one would be to say the Necron team, yeah. uh, which yeah. I'm forgetting what they're called right now. 4AM so. brain. High rotate. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. And, okay. but that's too simple. With Cassecan, I thought they were going to be a little better, like hitting out the door, like a really okay. intense version of Vet Card. But yeah. no, um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know,
1: people said that about Blooded, and here we are. Yeah, very true. It it does seem like Cassecan are pretty tame mechanically. Um, yeah, at the moment. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're they're fine. You know. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe an underwhelming? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. Like well, the guy who's wearing the bomb suit. That's cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're yeah. nice sculpts, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I agree. My friend wants sure, to buy sure. them just for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Then let's put your shout casting game knowledge to the test. If you had to fix Casaquin, how would you fix them? Hmm. Um let's see. One
0: would be hmm. I don't think they're inherently bad, just underwhelming. Um Okay. So how would you make to. Don't, I don't want to do like the standard add yeah, I don't want to do the standard
1: add one. Um plus one BS that everybody asks for, sure, sure.
0: Right. That's the that's like uh because that is the easy one. Add another model is an easy one.
1: Yeah. Uh it's a tough one it's a tough one Would you know you... what i'd
0: like them to have okay. i'd like yeah. them to have an ability similar to uh wormblade where they Ooh. can kind
1: of sneak in
0: because you know they're specialist oh, troops
1: forward deploy sort of thing
0: like a forward deploy or even a backline deploy but it comes in turn two or something so oh, okay.
1: um so yeah, like, off you, you can't come on
0: yeah you can't come from your uh opponent's side but maybe from the sides over here or something so they they can pop in and okay. do an action right away, so it would be like you choose them to jump in and okay. do a move and pick up action for free yeah. or move and shoot action, okay, so really, okay. like you know you're you think you're safe, but then they come out from the side and blast you. Right. I think that could be a cool ability, but then that would be done in setup, so your opponent yeah. knows ahead of time which models you're putting and you're gonna do that with, yeah, yeah, I think that could that could be like a a tech that could work for them, mhm, and that and that would make them
1: unique enough too, okay. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting. There. Okay. So, yeah, I I haven't heard that as like a possible solution for for the Cascan yet. So, cool, cool. Um, purely out of, I mean, maybe you you didn't know their names, so maybe you don't know them well enough. But do you know much about the Hyrotech Circle and like mechanically? Or Not at they're all. kind of off. Okay, right. Never mind. They're one Never of the mind. ones
0: I haven't gotten um, a chance to really look into yet. Don't bother don't bother
1: uh (laughs) firstly no one's gonna play them at a tournament so you don't need to know them as a shoutcaster and also i'm positive they're gonna get buffed once they get buffed then learn them but like they're not they're not doing well at all uh even even with their update nah didn't help really i mean sorry it helped but not at all really no um No, for whatever reason, I decided I would be playing Hierotech Circles. They're actually one of the teams that I I know really well right now. Um, And I'm playing some games tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, what should I take? You know, it's just going to be, you know, casual, whatever. I'll probably be playing into the the guy's Phobos. Like, oh, what should I run? Oh, okay, well, I've just done that Warp Coven deep dive. Maybe I should run Warp Coven. I'm interested in Wormblade. Um, oh, I've just, you know maybe I could run my own pho- Drakavi Phobos, and, and I'm like, hmm, mm. actually, I don't really know any of their rules. I'm probably just going to run Hyrotech Circle because they're the ones that right now I don't need to have a rulebook open to play. Everything else i need to have Wikipedia open on on my tablet. <laughs> so I'm like, actually, even though I have, I'm, I'm I know I'll lose. I'm probably just going to run Hyrotech Circle. Uh, so that's, but man, they're not good. They're not good. So there you go. Yeah.
0: In your personal experience with the Ooh, team, do yeah. you do you believe that they're not good because they don't have a good rule set or because there's not a really a a, a unit that kind of trumps other teams?
1: So, it's really difficult because I've thought about this a lot. I was like what does the team need to be fixed? And... I don't even know. Like... Be, so... They're not terrible For example, their guns are essentially heavy bolters. Okay. Like That's that's a good thing, right? That is a good thing. So you can't buff their guns. Because, you know, you've already got four or five dudes walking around with... Hitting on threes. Uh, four attacks um 4 5 damage ap 1 okay that's a good that's a good weapon i you can't buff, you can't buff that weapon right right um and there's uh, a ploy where if you shoot within 6 inches you can re roll a dice it's like okay so essentially all right they're all balanced as well that's a good gun so it can't be their damage output Mm, but it kind of is, because I can't kill anything, let me tell you that. Uh, so, I don't know. Really difficult. I suppose a, a very telling sign is there's a special model called the Apprentic. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the players that are better than I am have said, don't take the Apprentic. Just take another normal immortal. And that's probably a good sign that the team's not working. If you're not taking one of the specialists, something's probably off. Um, right. And I guess another way to view the team is, so it's an eight eight models, okay? Two of them are like the little gribbly dudes who are just a comms and a medic. They've only got five health. Um, they're, they're nothing, essentially, which is mm-hmm. fine. It's good to have them. But that means you're kind of a six model team, and if you then compare one of them to an intercessor, well, the intercessor wins every time. Right. Um, and the fact that you have two little good dudes that can't really do much, because essentially they're one APL because they're a medic, so he needs to have an APL to revive, and the other one's a com, so he needs to have a com uh, an APL to comms. So they're one APL right. models. Um, it's like. Mm, Uh, you're you're a six-model team. Uh, So anyway, there you go. I don't know. I'd have to really sit down and think about it because I'd hate to just buff their offensive ability because they've got good guns. If you buff that, you're essentially just making it so swingy that if anybody is ever out of position, they're gone, they're off the table. But they almost are already, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to really think about it. All right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, currently, again, I, I stalked through your your hobby, your Instagram. What hobby are you enjoying at the moment, and what hobby are you looking forward to?
0: Right now at the moment, I am jumping back into working on Kill Team models. Okay. I have breachers, and I've ordered parts for the breachers to have fun with it and do more of a kit bash conversion something Hmm. i'm not used to doing i tend to be i buy the kit that's it Sweet. it's easy for me so i'm doing that right now and what i'm looking forward to is painting up stuff for com uh not combat patrol for boarding actions i want to have something different that i don't really have to invest too much into which is nice
1: okay fair enough have you have you wordsmen uh oh so compendium
0: yeah, yeah, I would, I would do them okay. too. I think they're a fun team. They're reading the rule sets, cool.
1: Okay. Yeah, on more okay. casual games, fair enough. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, have you actually done your own boarding? Uh, ha- ha- your own Galo Dark terrain? Have you finished that? And... We finished.
0: Yeah, we finished a few sets. Okay. Uh, we have we have about two, so we put them together. We play them. It's fun. Yeah. Um, they tend to be at dakotas cuz we tend to leave a lot of terrain oh, there okay. it's just easier cuz yeah, sure. it's a place. it's yeah. faster so i don't always have it access uh, don't always have access to
1: it so okay have you played much Gallow Dark? versus you know open or
0: much more open much oh, okay. more open yeah do you have I... a
1: vibe like do you prefer open or into the dark or
0: I personally prefer open I like the different angles with vantages Mm -hmm. and everything like that but when it comes to teaching somebody the game I like to teach them into the dark because we don't introduce vantage which can really punish players who are unaware of how to use it yet so I teach them the basics to move and with into the dark there is a lot of um, walls that block line of sight so you're not too worried about the new player making a mistake and putting them out in a position that's going to get them shot once they have the basics, then we tend to move on to open boards.
1: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I've got to say, I, I've i been playing a lot of Into the Dark. Since Into the Dark released, I've played more Into the Dark than Open. Recently, I've been playing more Open than Into the Dark because most tournaments are still running open boards. So, although I, I actually am kind of preferring Into the Dark at the moment. Like just as to sit down and play casually, I think it's the docs really, really good. Yeah.
0: I think it's an easier setup for sure. You know, sure. you don't have to worry. Is this a good place to put this down? They sort of tell you this is good. Yeah. And with the new critical ops set, like it's even easier. Well, they have a PDF for that, but still.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair. Yeah. yeah. I. Yeah. That said, I almost feel like I need to get even more into open boards again. Because I am starting to rely on just... Oh, let's just copy this... What the map says. (laughs) I don't have to think about terrain anymore. Which I love. Because... Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about... uh, uh, My bullet point is... Compendium versus spec teams. Do you have... Like... How do you feel... About... We all know that spec teams are better than compendium teams, right? How do you feel about that? What's your take on GW just ignoring the compendium? I'm sad. Okay.
0: I'm sad at first. Sure. But from a design perspective, that that would be a lot of work to make each one special and feel Mm -hmm. special. It's one thing in 40k to have an army that sort of does one specialized thing. Where in Kill Team you only have to have about 12 models on average, you know, yep. maybe 10 to 12. So to make each group of 10 to 12 models very unique and different so it doesn't just feel like a carbon copy or maybe you have a few more wounds than another, that's probably why not everything's ever going to get released.
1: For
0: sure. We, we we still got some popular ones on the way, uh, and I would love Death Watch if they got a thing, but I don't think that's happening for a while, mm. for a long time. Yeah, it's happy. a shame, yeah. That's that's okay. I'm gonna. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. But I'm glad that Drukhari is getting something. And then this also sort of leaves room for them to bring in models that they design in the range that perhaps aren't in Kill Team or 40K as often. Sure. Like with, I believe it's a Necromunda one they also released. I cannot remember their name right now. Um, they're the ones mm. carry the shields and the batons.
1: Oh, the um, the enforcers. They, but I mean, yeah, like I assume you Dread. mean the Arbites.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Sure. So this is a cool way for them to sort of bring those into the game. Even if they might ignore some of the more compendium teams that I'd like to see integrated into it. You know, get okay. special rules. I just think that's what they're going to do. So I'm I'm sad. I would love to see more, but we're going to get them. Or maybe this is a way for them to stretch it out in the long run. Maybe they already have it. Could and pick. they go, we're going to support this game for another three years.
1: And here's three more years of releases. Okay. But what, but like so, I agree. I agree that you cannot have. Um, I think if the compendium had launched and every single faction in there had the full spec rules, it's probably a bit much. If if I'm honest, it's like yeah. this is complicated. So in in a sense, I actually think the compendium was perfect to begin the game with. Um, mm-hmm. And I have, I have, I also kind of don't really. Yeah, I don't care that the spec teams are stronger, if if I'm being honest. However, I know that a lot of people do. And because this is something I found in, in the comments of my videos, I believe that uh, Kill Team has really good balance and it doesn't really have power creep. Um, as proven by the Hyrotech Circle and the crew, <laughs> who both needed buffs before they were in any way viable, right? And the Kasekin, like, they're not good, <laughs> Yeah, So, like, to me, great examples of Power Creep not really being a thing. Um, but some people will come into my... Leave a comment on, on my videos and just straight up say, Kill Team has the worst Power Creep of any game I've ever played. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what game are you playing? That's... Yeah. What? And I've discovered over o- over the year and a half that what they actually mean is they are playing the compendium And they are playing against spec teams, and they feel left behind because they don't want to move on from the compendium. In which case, they're correct. Compendium to spec team is a big power creep, if you want to use that word. So, I suppose, would you also be against, because you were against the idea of taking the compendium and just giving everything their spec rules. Like, too much. Um and I agree if it had launched like that I would have just been lost. So Exhausting great, great yeah, 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 yeah. Great beginner product. It's fine to just have a bunch of data sheets, I'm fine with that. But would you be against GW balancing the compendium? Like just every faction plus one model. Something like that, you know. Like not like new rules, but every faction plus one, two models, whatever they need to become a fifty percent win rate.
0: Yeah, I'm in favor of that. There might be some teams where I don't see it It's needed. Like, you, you might yeah, not sure. take boys if you have commandos, or regular guardsmen if you have vet guard. Okay. Um, but there are some, like Eldar, um, now not really Dark Eldar, because they're going to get their own, are going to get their own, most sure. likely going to get their own thing. Yeah. Um, Eldar, I could see getting a few things added, and I think they did. They gave them the extra the extra model per fire team already. Uh, for the craft world. Sort of what they they... For the craft worlds, yeah. yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah, I could see them getting a few balance things. You know, maybe custodes okay. get something. Um, okay. Tyranids probably need a little bit of help. Right. They're they're yeah, not a bad compendium team though. When I when I've done when I've no the top
1: that. three compendium teams, depending on the month you're looking at, but in general are Talents of the Emperor, Death Guard, and High Fleet. Um They are mm-hmm. the three that are still. I mean, they're not. They're not winning anything, but they're performing very. They're performing better than any other compendium team. Um, so, but you know, they're, they're still not fifty percent win rate, right?
0: Right. They they might need like a thing or two, yeah, to help them be yeah. at least stand up to the other ones.
1: Yeah, but then if you yeah. go and look at, I I don't even know what's another fact. Uh, Tau. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, or or crute. Or right? Mm -hmm. Like, they, firstly, nobody takes them to tournaments. Like, there's no tournament stats on them, because nobody takes them. Um, they probably, you know, probably need a buff, plus one, two models across the board. (laughs) Probably not the worst idea in the game.
0: No, not at all. It wouldn't wouldn't hurt. I played against Kroot, because Dakota owns them, and the Krootox is pretty much the MVP. Otherwise, yeah. eh everyone the hounds the hounds can be annoying but they're dealable but the crew talks is the hitter and yes. that's that's about it yeah everyone yeah, yeah, else yeah. is like
1: oh yeah you made yeah, a paper yeah. yes uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly there's so much they could do with the compendium that would i'm really surprised they haven't actually like i totally understand why because they don't you know that's not making them sales, right like who cares yeah. It was something to throw out the door. It was a 30-pound book. It's there. Let's never touch it, right? Uh, ap- apart from nerfing custodes, because that was going to break the game.
0: Right. Poor APL is strong.
1: Uh, well, no, more the um, Brotherhood of Demigods that allowed them to do some crazy stuff out of their activation. That that was the issue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That too. Yeah, that yeah, too. yeah. Um, So was like, okay, custodes, yep, they're they're crazy. Let's fix that. But now it's just completely nothing and and I think that is a shame I've got to be honest uh not that i I play compendium teams like i've I've moved on, but sometimes I'd love to go back to my gray knights and know that if I was a good enough player, I could win you know, but uh you can't win with, with grey knights so
0: would i i think another thing is when you look at a lot of the compendium teams, they have specialist equipment yeah and you could make the argument that Warp Coven, Wyrmblade, Harlequins, all Avoid Dancers, yeah. they all have just the models that you're using, so there's not really any special equipment. But every other compendium team has had guys that are... Spe- you get that sprue that's all the specialist parts. Yeah. So maybe they just haven't thought of a way to do that for everyone else, or other armies wouldn't have that, so they're not going to release it because they can't really resell you that set plus a little upgrade.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If If they don't have you know, the the upgrade sprue, then it's not a sale for them, so what's the point? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's it just see, it seems a shame. It seems a shame. But I under, I totally understand why. Um and it, it recently came to my my mind that they they're never going to buff the compendium, right? Like they're done nope, with
0: it's it. Gonna, it's gonna
1: stay Yeah yeah. You yeah. have it, that's it. Yeah. Except hmm? there's a way. All we have to do is run compendium teams and win with them. Because if they're too good, people won't have to buy the new stuff. so they will balance the compendium by nerfing them. There you go. (laughs) It's our only option. It's our only option. You know, it's a risky one. But uh, I think we should do it. I think we should get some of those top players to start running only compendium teams. This GW will then have to remember that they released the compendium book and look at it, and see, yeah. maybe I'm crazy. That is a, maybe I'm that crazy.
0: That is a high risk, <laughs> high risk, zero
1: <laughs> reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, kind of a, a final one again. You know, looking at some game knowledge. Maybe um, I don't know how familiar you are with like kill team stats, win rates, tier lists, etc. But if we're thinking about tier lists. Do you think there's any faction that people highly overestimate or highly underestimate? You know that everybody consistently puts in diff- in the in the wrong tier, in your mind.
0: Yeah, legionaries. Okay. Everyone says everyone says they're A, but I think oh. they're S. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you think they're yeah, even I th- better? I think they're m- higher. Oh, okay. Why? What are people missing? um every time i've played them i've always noticed there's another trick and i i get flabbergasted going oh this again i didn't even mm. think about using this combination okay. and there, there's a lot to read in legionaries they have because you know yeah. there's the four gods and there's undivided so there's there's just a lot going on so when there's someone them. finds this new trick that we're not used to we get confused for a second and go oh uh, how do i deal with that i didn't think about that and then well there you go you lost the game yes. or you come really close and tie so I think they have the potential to push up to S tier. And, I, uh, you know, if they won LVO, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it happened. Not right away, because there's still a lot of knowledge to figure out. Okay. So no one's really cracked. Because before it was playing Nurgle, Mark of, Mark of Nurgle, and just being able to take a hit and survive.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting one. When Legionary first released... I think everyone, you know, was you know, you're fi- figuring it out, and like there was a little bit of discussion about oh, what operative should you take, and oh, clearly corn's good at killing things, that makes sense. Um, but then it quite quickly settled into damage mitigation is king. Everybody, mm-hmm. you you don't need to think about any of this. You could just run all Nurgle. That's it, right? Easy. And and I think if if you're a beginner player, actually, yeah. Great, like just run your legionary all Nurgle. Don't think about all of that stuff. Have fun. There you go. Um, but every now and again, I'll, I'll pop into my Discord and I'll look at what people are saying, and people are saying, "Oh yeah, actually, in this matchup, I always take I I go with Slanesh, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I don't even know what Slanesh does. Like, right? Who who, who runs that? Um, although I've got to say, even though you are saying that you think they're they're S tier. So like they're really good. They obviously don't need a buff. I've got to be honest, I would l- I if I could make a change to the game, it would be to remove the roster restriction for legionary. Not being able to take the same gods. I'm cool with not being able to take the same gods on the field. That's that's fine. But on the right. roster, that's just why? I don't know, that 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 frustrates me. That that little um Niggle there, yeah. Don't know why. Right,
0: where they have you, you can take like the two, and then otherwise, if you take this, you can't take it with this.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, I can't remember what the combinations are, but it's like corn and nurgle can go together, or Slanesh and Inch, something like that. Yep. And but you yep. can't take corn and Slanesh. Corn and Slanesh. Slanesh. Yeah, yeah, whatever yep. it is. Yeah, yeah, I I just don't like that <clears throat> on the roster. I mean,
0: right, and I would agree. You have twenty guys. Why can't you take kind of everything? I, yeah. I think there'd be a cooler toolkit. Maybe they realized it was too powerful. And so Maybe. they go, we're just going to use lore to sort of turn them
1: down. Could be. Could be. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I suspect, if I'm honest, I suspect that that was narrative to begin with. You know, that really feels like a narrative rule. I, I doubt that they were like, oh, they're too strong. You know what? I don't know, i I'm not sure if anyone has ever even play tested the roster. Right? Like Right. The the, ro- the roster mechanic in this edition of Kill Team is so underused. Which is fine. I I don't care. But to still give us a twenty man roster, which is clearly a holdover of the last edition, when most teams don't even use it, it's like do the designers right, even know they have a roster? Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Like yes. Some people always say, how
0: many models should I bring? Do I have to yes. bring all 20? No, you can bring like your six if you only have yeah. six. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think in a, in a sense, but I think those are 40K players a little bit, you know? They're people who, yeah. they build lists. And and it's, yeah. like, and it's like, yeah, well, I'm building a list. And my list is 20 men. So I'm I'm doing 20, 20 models. I got them ready. And I assume that they're going to be needed at some point in the game. I was like, nah, <laughs> it's not. You're a... You know, like who's who's bringing a twenty man commando roster? Like nah. <laughs> what? nah. You're not. You got You're your not. specialists in that. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. Um Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh that's uh I guess that's it. Do you think maybe if you had to say one that's too high that isn't as strong as people say, or people overestimate them or? It's a big ask. I realize it.
0: That is. That is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to. You could just say no. Every everything else is perfectly tier listed.
0: Kind of. Yeah. Okay. I would almost argue with Crute, but then I'm gonna go like S tier again. So I don't want to say that because I can't really see no. them going too much lower. They're 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 pretty good right now. I maybe right. I'd like to see Castorgans move up. Maybe I'm wrong about them being bad. Who knows. Okay. But no I I don't think I have one for that to go the other way.
1: Interesting. How about you? Uh good question. Um I suppose so we haven't seen so I can so I have a stats page open I can just look at the stats and tell you factually what what's happening. But I think that croot this is a bit of a weird meta comment to make but Obviously after Crew got the buff, I think a lot of people said, Oh, they're gonna be really good now. They're gonna be the best team in the game. And I agree. I think they're the, probably going to become the best team in the game. And but you also then get the others that are like, Clearly the buff was good, but I don't I don't think they're gonna be the best. They're gonna be A tier. And I'm like so I would just argue against them. I think nope, they're gonna be S S plus plus. Like, I genuinely think recruit are the faction um this yeah yeah 100 percent. like after these buffs i genuinely think they are probably the strongest faction out there yeah uh could be wrong obviously but yeah um is there any that i am not sure i i also okay I, yeah yeah i'll say one more thing pathfinders and Void Dancers. The two big bads, right? I think people mm. je- if you think of a, an overpowered team, you think of those two, right? I could play I mean, both usually, of these. Usually
0: not Void Dancers.
1: You, you At least in our local
0: <laughs> meta, we, we don't have many Void Dancer players. Oh, okay. Uh, right. We have plenty of Pathfinder players.
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay, well, you probably know better than I do then. But what I was going to say was everybody thinks of them as the the bad boys, you know. Um if you if you're in a tournament and you draw up against Pathfinders or Void Dancers, you're like, oh no <laughs> I might just concede and go have a beer. Um but it's like <laughs> it's like <clears throat> I think I, I totally understand that they are potentially some of the best teams out there, maybe. But I also think that if you gave me Pathfinders, I would lose. Right? If you gave me void dancers into the wrong matchup, I would lose. You know? I don't think that they are as indestructible as people think they are, you know, and that's why I think that GW has a really tough time balancing them. Uh, like I, I'm positive that if I were to play Pathfinders tomorrow, I would lose. Mm-hmm. What, like I would lose into Phobos, guaranteed. You know, like that's how I know that it says, Oh, it was easy. You just mark a light. And then and then you shoot. That's it. That's the whole game. You mark a light and you shoot. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. If I'm honest, uh, like I'm I'm pretty sure that wouldn't work. Um, and void dancers similarly, in concept, I'm like, yeah, I can play void dancers. I just charge the enemy. That's it.
0: Right, and just hide.
1: Yeah. Domino field. Easy. Um, but guaranteed into the wrong matchup. Like I, you know, I ate ate eight health you've got to hit me twice if i don't kill you in two you kill me if you're able to if i fluff a roll you win i've only got eight models blah 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 right,
0: so right.
1: you've got to really know your matchups and i just don't think they're as indestructible as everybody kind of says uh, that's all uh and at, purely out of curiosity um it, i found it really interesting that you said void dancers aren't the best i suppose because uh they void dancers um have a higher win rate than pathfinders even at the moment yeah
0: yeah that's just in all of our tournaments i think i've had i've seen two void dancers i don't have the okay stats with me right now but i I can recall two because one was done and it was painted like the clowns from it the clown from oh, okay. it. okay, sure. Um, and so I thought, that was very unique, and I remember that one. And then one of one of these new players had him, and that was the only other time I really saw them. But I've seen Pathfinders consistently grow, and
1: people play them a lot. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that that's it. Uh, we've been going for a little bit over an hour. Um, All right. Hour, hour 10. Uh, hopefully uh me and the audience has gotten to know you. Um is there anything else you'd like to add at the end or
0: yeah check us out on squad underscore games underscore entertainment on Instagram. You can catch us on the stream at twitch.tv slash Lester's Workshop. We're gonna be there at LVO and that's kinda it. You know, if you're in California, you know, come check us out. we have kill team events. We post them on the Squad Games website, which is lessersworkshop.com slash squad games, awesome. And of course, you have yeah. the podcast Squad Games. the podcast, the Squad Games podcast. Yeah,
1: Who, check if that you're out. On... If you're not in Cali, you can you can listen to that. You can stay, yeah. it's free. <laughs> that's, Spotify, that's good
0: Podbean, too. A- uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever you got them
1: all. Yeah, yeah. Your local podcasting delivery service, whatever you do, that's uh, <laughs> find it there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Giacomo. Very good. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, uh, and thank you for having me. No problem. Um. Obviously, I will be seeing you in what three weeks? Is it? No, it's a month. In it's three a month. weeks. In, in a month. ish uh, Yeah. Yeah. A month. In a month. Um. And we will be uh, chained to a streaming desk together, uh, for like two solid days as we go over shoutcast kto. Good news, I did ask, uh, the players are going to be mic'd up. So if we run out of stuff to say, we just flick their, their microphones on, go away. Boom, done. Good, man. That's how I shoutcast. Take shout a bio blast. break. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. so right. Uh,
0: and uh, I always recommend for anyone wanting to do shoutcasting, um, bring yourself some lozenges. You're going to be talking a lot. Mm.
1: That's a very yeah. good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% going to have a, a dead, dead voice after that weekend. Mm-hmm awesome well thank you very much uh i will see you soon and hopefully uh the fast point podcast crew crew i don't know audience has enjoyed this thank you very much everybody thank you very much on the stream thank you very much if you're watching this back later have a good day bye bye
0: thank you for listening everyone if you like what we do and want to support us consider joining our patreon and if you want to be part of the tabletop conversation, feel free to join the Squad Games Discord. And finally, if you're looking for some kill team accessories or terrain, please check out lestersworkshop.com. That again is lestersworkshop.com. We'll be back with the regular episode next Tuesday. See you then.